episode. The meat of the video. <laughs> the meat of the podcast. The, oh. the big chicken. The big nugget. The, the title is, Are We Traditional Wives? That's the question we're going to be talking about today. Do we want to start with talking about like our idea of what a traditional wife is? <laughs> Just my first instinct to that question is to be like, no. <laughs> like, that's it. That's the podcast. I don't know. To me, I guess a traditional wife is like blah, 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 feminine standards of beauty and living and blah. Like, I think like 1950s advertisements where it's like, she may have burnt the dinner, but she could she didn't burn the gin. And it's like a woman with an apron crying in the background and like a guy in a suit with like a, oh, you know what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> like, that's what I think of. Like, you're not, you're supposed to look good. You're supposed to cook the meals, do the cleaning, not complain, raise the kids and just shut up <laughs> and exist in a partnership. But I, but I guess that's like old, old traditional. I feel like people nowadays would consider being a wife to mean like something different. I, I want to talk about traditional wife mm-hmm. because we, we can segue into like what a wife means for us later. But yeah. when I think of traditional wife, um, cause I follow like crazy internet culture and the conservatives online because I find it fucking fascinating. Mm-hmm. There's this thing going around talking about the trad wife and which is like a portmanteau of like trad. It, it's a, condensed version of just saying traditional wife. So the big thing is like your trad wife, like you should want to talking specifically to men, like you should idealize having a trad wife. You should want a trad wife. And any woman that wouldn't be a trad wife isn't worth wifing or like marrying in the situation. And I find this so fucking fascinating. And like you said before, with the 1950s idealization of what wives are supposed to be, it's pretty much that it's like someone to, spawn like sire like to like birth your spawn um and then someone basically to take care of like any sort of home economic thing so like cleaning cooking taking care of the kids not working is the big thing like they're not supposed to have an ideal land believe me i wouldn't (laughs) the big thing is not having a job outside of the home is there's a bunch of like components to it oh and like christian good christian virgin woman like untouched pure can't fucking relate i know (laughs) i find it so fascinating that there's still people to this day who are idealizing this version of a woman that's not crazy to me though because there's women that idealize that lifestyle that that lifestyle but not only that but a man that fits into that picture whereas a man that is a breadwinner that is strong, that is dependable, that doesn't stay at home, all of these things. Like, they're, like that's, like, a thing that you... I would say, arguably, I've done in the past, where it's been very important for me, for my partner to be self-sufficient. Not supporting me, but someone who is very driven and hardworking. So, mm-hmm. we could get into that, too. Like, are, are our husbands traditional husbands? <laughs> I would say, if we're going off of, like, a checklist, uh, first thing, who makes... Who makes more money in your relationship? Well, that's complicated now. So technically, I make more money hourly, but Matt makes more money because he works more hours because Matt works a lot of overtime. But Mm. technically, I make more money and I'm higher educated, technically. (laughs) Wow, Lacey. Sorry, I went to school for a long time and I'm very proud of that. (laughs) Earned a lot of fucking important pieces of paper that ended up meaning nothing. But anyway... (laughs) Logan makes more money than me 
and he has our entire relationship except for two times where technically I made more hourly than him. This is when we were both like still in college. So I made more like hourly in that sense. But again, it was the same situation where he was working more hours. Mm -hmm. So he made more money, like just Mm -hmm. the, the physical number of money. And then when he was done with college and looking for a job, he was like unemployed. So at that time I was also technically making more money because he was looking for like a new job and work. And ever since he's been done with college, like five, six years ago at this point, he's had like a grown up job, a big, a big boy job where yeah. he's had like a salary and benefits and a 401k and a Roth IRA, whatever the fuck all that shit is. Yeah. Um, and that's what it's been like for most of our relationship. And that used to, I was still in college for, he graduated like a year into us dating. And then I was in college pretty much for like, when I, I started college pretty much like right when we started dating. So like, the four and a half years I was in university, we were dating that entire time. So he was very clearly like, we were living very different lifestyles. Like he was, Oh, same, you know, working man. And I'm like student over here. So, and that used to really fuck with me a lot because when I was in college, you know, you do all the career fair, uh, like working on your resume, like writing cover letters, all that bullshit, like talking to people. War flashbacks. (laughs) Did you do the mock interviews? No, but I just lived that life, Dottie. Like, I literally just did the whole resume job interview crying on the phone. <laughs> like, please give me an interview thing for, like, the last couple months. <laughs> our, our school made us do mock interviews, which mm-hmm. is very nervous, nerve-wracking. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I was, the entire time I was in school, I kept thinking, I, I think there's a lot of external pressure that I felt of being, like, you need to be a career woman you need to be a captain of industry you need to be preaching to the choir (laughs) and it was very much like you need to be a boss bitch and i felt overwhelmed and depressed because i i kept thinking what if i never find a job that as is as good as like my husband's job and i never make as much money as him wow it's like you're preaching to the choir it's like yeah i literally because i and everyone who's listened to the podcast for any length of the last like eight months knows that i my whole identity, my entire up until probably very recently, was tied up into my education and my career. And I think if anything this year has taught me, it's that I have to relinquish control on basically everything. Mm-hmm. But that's another podcast, maybe. <laughs> I remember even like a few years ago, I had a conversation with Logan where I was I was basically crying, and I was like, "Are you still going to want to be with me if I like never find a good job?" And I you know, I never make as much money as you. And he's like, yeah, I'll still be with you. Like, I still want to be with you. Like, we're, we're together. But that, again, I know you, like, you've been going through all this stuff too, but just the whole idea of equating your self-worth as a person to your job. I think that's very American, though. Yes. And actually, not even, because I know in a lot of Asian cultures, that's the case, too, that your worth is very much tied into your productivity and what you're able to produce. So I think that's just, like, a modern society thing for a lot of people, unfortunately. So I would say at this point, I've been, ever since, like, graduating college, I've been working, like, a whole bunch of weird jobs. I still don't have, like, a normal job. (laughs) It It feels so embarrassing to say this. Because 
I hate talking about jobs. I know. Oh, yeah, you never talk about jobs. Not even to me. It's not a fun thing for me. It makes me physically depressed. And I realized um, a a while ago, I realized that um, I wanted to find a job just basically, I didn't care how much money I made anymore. I just wanted to find a job where I was happy going to and I didn't hate my coworkers. Mm -hmm. And that's currently what I'm looking for. Like, I just want something that's like, I can pay my student loans back. I don't want to kill myself when I come home from work yep. and I enjoy the people I work with. That's all I'm looking for at this point. Mm-hmm. And I, I literally do not give a shit what I do anymore. Like the entire idea of like, what do you want to be when you grow up? What do you want to be when you like graduate from university? It's like, I don't fucking care. I really like, just give me money and I'll like show up and I'll work. And then like, that's the end of the conversation. Like, Oh yeah. I've come, I think I've come to that realization. I don't know. I'm just kind of like vibing. Like, I don't know how to say it. It's like, this is the worst case scenario for me to think too critically about this because of the state of the world right now. And knock on wood, I'm just very fortunate to be working right now. Mm-hmm. So I really can't think too deeply on these issues. I do most of the time, but for once in my life, I'm trying to just let my life happen and see how it plays out because I have so little control over the circumstances of my life right now. Probably the least amount of control I've ever had, just given everything. So... <laughs> Uh, it's almost like I was forced to learn these lessons. <laughs> so that's, I guess that kind of encompasses our, our talk about like jobs and money. When it comes mm-hmm. to housework and household chores, do you think that you do the same amount or more or less than in comparison with Matt? Interesting. And I mean like cooking, laundry, cleaning, errands, uh, like organizing, like all that stuff, like... I actually feel like we're very 50-50. I think the whole year where Matt was at work and doing everything that he did so that we could just live here and trying to hold us over until I could get something, I did most of everything. But the second I started working, I noticed like a clear division in labor and Matt was very much on board with like doing his fair share. And if I went to work and was like, hey, can this be done by the time I got home? it would be. And I was kind of nervous that that wasn't going to be the case. And I think it's because the things that I do actually are very traditional. So I'm the one who cooks and I'm the one who cleans. I'm the one that keeps us organized. I'm the one that arguably probably keeps us emotionally in check. But Matt does like the traditional masculine, I guess, kind of things for Matt. All like all of our bills, for instance, are in Matt's name. So he knows exactly when to pay them, how they have to be paid. I just give him money when he tells tells me to give him money. And he also, he do, now that COVID's happening, he does all of the errands by himself, which was kind of happening before this was all starting anyway, just because I work a completely different shift than he does. And my days off are completely different than him. But now he does everything, laundry by himself, food shopping by himself, any kind of errand that needs to get done, he does by himself. And I don't know, just little things like that. But I also, but that being said, though, makes the best use out of our skills because I'm someone who is very organized. I'm somebody who cooks very well, not just for sustenance. I'm someone who needs to function in a clean space where Matt is like a labor person. If there's something to go physically be done, he'll go do it. But he does not see the point in cleaning. (laughs) I guess not to the extent that I do. (laughs) Can I ask you a question? Mm-hmm. When you were looking for work, was mm-hmm. there a conversation that you had with Matt of being like, I will do most of the at-home 
labor or was it kind of just implied? Neither. It was kind of almost like, well, one, what would I be doing if Matt was, if Matt came home and told the chores, what would I be doing? Like, I'm just sitting on the couch eating bonbons all day. Like, that's what my life is. So it was kind of like a silent understanding of like, you're working 60 to 80 hours a week so we can have this life. The least I could absolutely do is make sure that the house, it doesn't fall apart and that you have food to eat when you get home. Like, so, and then like the first week I started working, I came home and like all the dishes were done and put away. All the laundry was done. Like, and I was like shocked because we never ever once had to have a conversation about like, all right, now that I'm working, we got to make sure that everything's done together. Like it was kind of just like understood that now I am equally as tired. (laughs) So we need to just be good about this because we both have to live here. Every once in a while, there's this conversation of like, can you please do this? Because I'm tired too. But that is not like a gender role thing. That's just a Matt would live in a dorm room if I allowed him to kind of thing. (laughs) I would say, and this might be a bit embarrassing for me to admit. I feel like Logan, I'm going to be like very real here about, about this for a second. I feel like in a lot of ways, Logan is someone who is better at cooking and cleaning. So he just does it. Yeah, that's and, how I feel. I'm better at those things. <laughs> but it feels kind of weird in a way because it's like he also makes the most amount of money in this relationship. Mm-hmm. So it's like this balance thing of like dividing your labor equally or whatever. And I've always felt kind of weird about it. But then whenever like I do clean and cook stuff. He doesn't really seem to ever care that I did it in a way. Like, he's never like, oh, thank you so much for vacuuming or, like, anything like that. It's kind of just like a, it, like, he doesn't care if I do it or not. I don't know. It's very weird. And I've always felt like, should I be, like, cleaning more? Should I be cooking more and, like, doing all this other stuff more? But he kind of just, like, just does it. And then if I do it or not, he doesn't really seem to care. That strike as someone who has now met Logan, that very much seems like the kind of person Logan is. <laughs> Logan doesn't seem to give a shit about most things. <laughs> no. You're talking about vibing. Logan really just seems to go through life vibing. <laughs> I feel kind of but I I do feel I, I'm gonna I, I don't know how to describe this any other way than saying I feel bad that he does a lot of like household labor stuff. But at the same time, I get no reward when I do do it for, for like me personally, like for like my sense of accomplishment, I'm not like, oh yes, I just did all of this. I feel great. And then I also don't ever get like feedback from him of like, this was so great. Thank you for doing this, honey. It's so weird. Like, but does that make any sense? What I'm so saying? what do you feel that you contribute to your household then? <laughs> Cause I feel like. I could list what Matt and I both contribute and how we very much work in tandem to make sure that our lives function the way that they function. Man, you know how fucked up that question is for me right now? Do you remember <laughs> in season six of RuPaul's Drag Race Untucked where Bianca looks over to Trinity K. Bonet and she's like, what is it you do successfully, actually? Quickly. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
like I legitimately feel like, oh, uh, I I do I mean, I, contribute something, whether it's emotional labor, whether it's like you have true. a dog, like you have like <laughs> do you just that sit like, like you sit all day? Like you do you do stuff. I know you do. <laughs> um, I do have to do everything that involves Wesley because mm -hmm. um he can't ever go to the vet because Logan has such severe allergies. Mm -hmm. So anytime Wesley ever needs to go to the vet, I have to be the one to do that. I have to be the one to cut his nails because mm -hmm. he can't cut Wesley's nails. Um, anytime someone needs to talk on the phone, like if you need to call someone, I'm the one who has to do it because Lo you can't understand Logan on the phone. I've told you this before. Like, you're, you're, like you, you, he holds the phone like this, not like this. Like he doesn't put the receiver into his mouth. So like no one can fucking understand him on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> I do cook some things. I've made, especially now, I used to just make whatever. And he would kind of just eat it. And Logan is what I would call a silent sufferer. So he doesn't say whether or not he likes it or not. But he would tell me like a year later, be like, remember that chili you made two years ago? I really didn't like it. <laughs> so really, whenever I do cook, I always try to make stuff that I know that he would like and eat. Mm -hmm. I do also tend to be the one who goes grocery shopping all the time, mm -hmm. which is weird. I Because he's the one who likes to cook more than me. And he's like the better cook than me. I do think also that with the type of relationship we have because he's gone so much for work. Mm -hmm. I think he likes the fact that when he comes home, like everything is kind of like, I guess I do like do stuff when he's gone. Like everything's that's what I'm saying. He's not there a lot of the time as well. <laughs> True. But that's, that's like having two different relationships. That's like having like your single self. And then like, <laughs> that's, that's a whole other conversation. Oh, mm -hmm. uh, I also just... cut his hair all the time. And I've been cutting his mm -hmm. hair ever since like we've been dating because I got to get my use out of my cosmetology license for something. I was going to say there, I, I, it makes sense for me to do the most of the cleaning, not all the cleaning. We have a, we have like things that the other does. Like for instance, the rule is always whoever doesn't cook does the dishes, but I always cook. So therefore dishes are just naturally Matt's thing. Uh, so we used to like flip flop who did the trash. Now we do it together. For some reason, bathroom became Matt's thing. He's in charge of cleaning the bathroom. I don't know why, but that's fine for me. Like certain weird divisions later, he does the laundry because he doesn't mind going to sit at a laundromat for a couple hours because he just reads and doesn't care. I would go crazy. So <laughs> like just stuff like that. But for cooking, I get a lot of joy out of cooking. As you all know, it's one of my favorite things to do. Like, I, I always remember, like, growing up, my parents would, like, be tired after working and not want to cook, which makes sense. Most people feel like that probably a lot. But it doesn't matter how shitty my work day is. I still like cooking when I get home. I still, even if I'm standing at my stove for two hours, I still enjoy doing it. So I just, like, the amount was like, oh, I can make a meatloaf. Like, I'll, I'll cook because he has to do the job. And I was kind of like, no. I'll do it. <laughs> I just feel like I'm Lacey, you're breaking up. Oh, uh, no. You're fine now. Am I fine? Okay. Yeah. I don't know what just happened. I don't know if my internet glitched, whatever. But what was I saying? But yeah, I just like cooking. Like, if Matt offers, I'm just like, no, I'll, I'll do it. It's fine. <laughs> I just think I'm the better cook. I think that a lot of the things that I contribute to the relationship are kind of more like just weird things like i'm sure he would miss me if i was gone but he'd be <laughs> fine <laughs> well hopefully hopefully that's one the thing point I that both people would be fine but you like being together true what one thing i've noticed that i definitely do in the relationship is 
I'm the one who kind of decides that what like we're doing stuff. Like I wanted to repaint our bedroom and I'm like, we're repainting our bedroom. And I was like, I went and got the paint chips. I got the paint. And then like, we started painting kind of thing. Like I'm the one who kind of makes all of those choices and he kind of just goes along with it. Unless it's something he really doesn't like, then he's just like, no, mm -hmm. we're not doing this. And I remember also when we needed, we, we needed uh, like more storage in our house. So we have two staircases. I live in an apartment that has its own entrance and there's two staircases that come into my apartment. So one of them, fire hazard, don't do this. <laughs> um, one of them we actually blocked off and like we built shelves into it and we built it into a platform. And that was my idea. Like, I feel like a lot of the times, like I'm the person who comes up with these problem solving, like we're doing this, we're, put, we, we're putting the swamp here kind of thing. I've yeah, I would argue that I kind of do that too. Because like in my apartment, we have very limited storage and I kind of have been the mastermind of making the most use out of it. I'm the one who completely organized our closet the way that it is. like. And then after the fact, because Matt was so reluctant to put these plastic drawers in our closet, but we needed it so badly. And then like months after the fact, he was like, that was a good idea. <laughs> uh, uh, just stuff like that. I like Matt just like, talk about vibing. <laughs> Just talk about going through life, going through life. Matt would just like, I don't know what Matt's life would look like without me because he's so not bothered by most things. Like he would live like in a room out of a box. Like if you, like I really don't know what Matt's life would be like without me. I feel like we're adults because I'm on top of everything. But that's not fully true because like I said, Matt is the one that's like in charge of all of our bills and like make sure they get paid on time and like goes to get the car insurance renewed and like blah 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 i'm not on top of those things i this is gonna be interesting i actually i used to be the person who paid all the bills not like physically like i was paying for everything but i would be the person who would manually pay everything mm -hmm. and we still to this day manually pay everything just because we've had like weird things with like late fees and overdrafts and like oh yeah we don't do automatic anything matt does I, it I, all find, I hate auto pay like we don't do mm -hmm. it so we manually pay everything and it's also it's nice it's like you know it's getting paid because you're exactly. like physically doing it. So I used to be the person to do that all the time. But after, and because of that, I had access to, we have like three bank accounts. We have mine, we have a joint account, and then we have his bank account. And I had access to all of them. Like I knew the passwords for everything and I could like transfer money. And because of when I was going through like my bad shopping problem and I realized that I like, I had a problem and I needed to stop, I actually gave up like I, I gave up access to like all the bank mm -hmm. accounts we had and our savings account too, like the savings account that we put money in. Um, actually, we have like three savings accounts, whatever. Um, so that was something that was kind of interesting, something that I did when I realized I had my shopping problem. I was like, I can't like I, I can't be like in charge of all this money anymore. It's like it gives me anxiety. Like all I want to do is like shop and like spend it and like mm -hmm. I can't do it anymore. So I actually I physically told him like, you need to change the passwords for everything. Make sure it's something I don't know. You need to change the password for your computer. So I can't log into your computer. Cause it was that serious. Like I, I, I needed to get rid of mm -hmm. all that. And I told him like, you need to be the one to pay everything now because I can't have access to this money anymore. And um, he, he like, he agreed obviously because like he wanted to obviously help me with the shopping problem, but I still have to fucking sit there and remind him like, Hey, it's time to pay all the bills now. Cause he doesn't remember. Oh my god, he didn't pay our electricity bill for like two fucking months. And it wasn't that we didn't have the money, he just kind of forgot about it. Oh no, Matt's very... I, I have no other word but anal about those things, because Matt's very meticulous about money in general. Like, I can't... Like, he's very much, like, 
Scrooge McDuck. Like he's very <laughs> on top of his money. He's very like, you know, so he has he pays all the bills and he'll every month without fail, he'll be like, Well, we have lights for another month, we have phones for another month. Like he just like he'll announce like outwardly when he's paid everything. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, but it's fine. <laughs> Money stresses me out anyway, so we I'm should, glad that he doesn't. <laughs> we should. Uh, you, you mentioned this earlier, and I, I hadn't thought about it until now, but I guess we should talk about emotional labor. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> I don't think people take that in, into consideration no. when they think about the work of a marriage. There yes. is an emotional labor part of yes. marriage, in my opinion, but what yes. do I know? I've only been with someone for 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> No, I will say, Asterisk, I know I'm not technically married yet. Well, I talk about this whole thing. But I swear you know, to God, one of these days I'm just going to wake up and do it. Because there's no universe for this year I'm having a wedding anyway. So. <laughs> I There was someone in my life once before I actually married Logan where I referred to Logan as my husband and saying we were married. And they got so fucking pissed with me. And they were like, you're not actually married unless it's legal. And they made such a big deal out of it. And I would say, like, if you were, if we're going like semantics argument here, we're going by like, what is the legal defini definition of marriage in your country? Yes, we were not legally married, but we were like sharing a life together, I, sharing like finances together. I, was say, I think uh, most people would consider Matt and I to be married at this point. I, I, I would say, like, if you were living with your partner, it's long term, you share finances, you share like a life together, you're fucking married for all intents and purposes. Like, like, truly, if Matt and I were to break up at this point, it would be, like, a divorce where we really would have to legally figure out what the other was, like, what we were going to do without each other and split assets and, like, the whole nine. So, like, our lives are very much <laughs> connected. They're very much, like, intermingled. Like, we could never break away easily at this point. It would be probably pretty serious. Do you think if you... If you actually were, we can go back to talking about emotional labor, but yeah. just side tangent. Do you think if you were to break up today, you could do it amicably? Or do you think it would be like screaming match, fighting over the coffee table kind of breakup? I know like everybody when they're in their relationship, like can't imagine breaking up. But I like Matt and I literally the other day were like, I cannot ever picture breaking up. Like there would have to, just because of all of the work we've put into our relationship, the understanding that we found each other, just the fucking evolution we've had as people and as a couple. Like we, we were saying this to each other, that one person would like seriously have to fuck up in order for us to part ways at this point. Like it would have to be like worst case scenario, breakup level, like something horrific has happened. Somebody cheated. Someone was a secret, had a double life, had a secret family, like something like, like real fucked up would have to happen because I just can't picture it. And I think if we were to break up, there's it would be bad. Like it would have to be so bad for us to split up because I think all of the things that we would have bro broken up over, we've done the emotional labor to work through at this point, in my opinion. I would agree. Yeah. I um we make jokes sometimes though where uh we talk about like who would get what stuff if we were to divorce. And I remember when I uh, I bought a rice cooker a few years mm -hmm. ago, and he was kind of skeptical. Like, I don't know if we're going to need this rice cooker. I'm like, I don't fucking know. And then we used it a few times, and he's like, if we get a divorce, I'm taking the rice cooker. <laughs> so, like, oh. we talk about stuff like that. And, like, I there was – I've been – I've seen a lot of family members and people in my life go through divorces at, like, 
different stages of their life, different ages. Like, like I've seen like a lot of divorce in my life. And I feel like I've always had this fear of, I never want to get married and then get divorced because that was hell watching like my family members and friends go through their own divorce. So mm-hmm. like when Logan and I got married, we, we had like a very big understanding of like, we're really going to work through anything. Like there is no, we're not getting divorced kind of, we had, we had that conversation and we're, we're both kind of on board. And like you said, it would have to be something pretty fucking serious where we wouldn't want to be with each other. And to be fair, we even had serious things happen in our relationship where like I fucked up something or he fucked up something and we worked through it. So I'm pretty confident that we could probably Mm -hmm. weather any storm. Or I'm also not a proponent of people staying together just for the sake of like, well, I don't want to call it quits. I don't want to divorce because I don't think those things are done lightly. I just personally, because I know people, a lot of people who they hit a certain milestone in their relationship time-wise and they think the next step is to get married. Yeah. And I wouldn't have wanted to get married if I didn't emotionally or intellectually think that it was 100% the right decision and that Matt and I could be long-term partners. But I do think that is a testament to my own self-esteem and my own, the how well I know myself. Because I see so many people in long-term relationships with people that they're probably at the end of the day not truly that compatible with. But they just, I don't know, they're afraid to call it quits. They're afraid to, to find some, I don't know, just, I don't know. I, that's a whole, I feel like we've talked about this and we'll continue to talk about this. I've seen a lot of toxic relationships around me in my life that I think at truly at the place I'm in now, if I thought on any level that Matt and I would not be compatible long-term or be partners in any way, shape, form. Cause I see people who are like getting engaged who like have like serious things wrong with their, I'm not here to judge anyone's relationship, but truly it's like really serious stuff. Red that's flags. like red flags that are like beyond like, working through like I feel like there's there's a point where it's like you can get through this and then there's a point where it's like that's just like a character flaw in the other person or that is like a compatibility issue like when you're having the same fights over and over and nothing's getting done like that's beyond like who every couple fights like that's like really serious like that's like that's like exempt like what's the word like that's just like oh what's the word I'm trying to say like that's like Mag- like a magnitude of like other problems like it's like ma- i can't think of the word it's an e-word malfunctioning. <laughs> well it's like and it's, it's an example of a much smaller problem or a much bigger problem like you can't compromise you don't respect each other like you're just not compatible like there's first to an extent you're not compatible with a lot of people like you know what i mean like anyway so i don't know that's the other thing is like i truly deeply feel like Matt and I at this stage in our lives are compatible and have the same long-term goals and want the same things and we live well together and like all this stuff like I'm a a believer of you should probably not marry someone you've never lived with before but hey to each their own like (laughs) so I that's the other thing is like just on like a deeply emotional personality spiritual intellectual level I feel like Matt and I are make good partners and work well together and if I didn't feel that even a little bit, I probably wouldn't have wanted to get married because I see so many people staying in long-term relationships with people that they really should not be. Mm-hmm. But again, I don't want to shit talk anyone else's relationship, but just like when I see it, it like 
it like it really like you know it when you see it you know it when you see it and it kills me because i i want to like shake the person and be like you don't have to settle for this person like and you can also like love somebody as a human but also probably recognize that they're not meant to be your person yes and i think that's a hard pill for a lot of people to swallow too it's just because you had good times just because there are good times doesn't negate like all of the toxic shit that makes you not compatible but i also don't think it's as cut and dry as like you meet a person you instantly click that's your person and you never put work into whatever and it feels easy and you just because i think that's what people think is the other side of this is like when you meet the one you know and it's like it's so easy and you don't have to ever put work into it and it's just like and that's not true either (laughs) there's like a weird middle ground between those two worlds in my opinion logan and i decided to get married because we realized that we wanted to be like start a family one day and Mm -hmm. i say that in the terms of like not necessarily like we have to have children but we also saw each other as like we wanted to be each other's family yes and that was the reason why we got married. And taxes. And taxes, yes. Amazing. <laughs> All of those things. Yeah. Whenever I, I say that, whenever I say that to people, people are always like, oh, I could never just get like married for that. Like, <laughs> like yeah, like for, for us personally, like getting married for taxes, very like we didn't just get married for taxes. We also but it was a nice bonus. <laughs> it was a nice bonus. Like it was kind of like after we did our first tax refund after the year after mm-hmm. we're getting married, we were like, "Holy shit!" Like, kind of like, yeah, th- this is nuts. Um, but but main reason is we wanted to be a family. That's why we got that's why we got married. I don't know if I've ever talked about this on stream before. Because why would I? But <laughs> a lot of people like children are obviously tend to like reflect what they were raised in. So like people who were children of divorce, it's like a a theme in their lives and their relationship <laughs> i know sorry. my parents have been together 38 years i want to say almost 40 years they're like they're sickeningly in love it's like it's like <laughs> like if one something ever happened to one of my parents i don't know what would happen to the other like not going like anyway like worst case scenario but anyway knock on wood but um my parents have always told me and my siblings my whole life is that the only reason they got married is because they wanted to have kids and they wanted everyone to be a family unit and if they didn't have kids they never would have got married but they still would have been together and they still would have loved each other just as much just the only reason they really got married was because they were having a family Mm -hmm. and i think that definitely has influenced me throughout my life is like getting married doesn't necessarily make you a family it's like all of it together makes you a family yeah and i feel like like you said if matt and i weren't planning to be each other's family and to extend our family and like you know be a unit as a family then like we'd still be together probably wouldn't be (laughs) it wouldn't i would like i don't know i would think like if me and him were basically like oh we don't have want to have kids but we want to love each other we want to be together what would be different about our lives now so I don't know. I think the marriage part just helps everything kind of meld together. So your kids have legal, like a legal married parents and everyone has the same name and you all like live together in taxes and legal and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but back to emotional labor. All of this kind of is emotional labor. <laughs> True. But uh, I know we've talked about this before saying that you, you've said like Matt is the ro- the rock in your relationship. And not like, not Dwayne the Rock Johnson, but like, in a like sense of like, 
Yeah, where he is more stable emotionally, I would say, than I am, which is not my fault, so to speak. But he's very clear-headed about things. He's not as emotional. He's very logical about things. He consistently, throughout 10 years of our relationship, he has always said, everything's going to be fine. But not in, like, a bullshit, like, blow-you-off kind of way. He genuinely believes that everything's going to work out. Everything's going to be fine. Like, to, regarding any situation. I Like, truly. I don't know how human beings function that way. <laughs> so, and, like, anything... And we also balance each other out in a sense where it's, like, the things that Matt lacks maturity in, I have a lot of maturity in, and vice versa. So, the ways that I'm able to, like... Like, for instance, just, like... Like, I have the forethought to think about, like, our future and what we should be doing now. And, like, like even, like, like an example would be, like, uh, eating a balanced diet. And, like, like Matt would, like, truly eat, like, a 19-year-old forever if I wasn't, like, hey. Vegetables. We're, we're about to be in our 30s. Like, we got to eat a green thing every day. <laughs> <laughs> like, that, like, I kind of have that maturity. But, like. I'm also the same person who I'll, like, cry because I don't want to go to work. And Matt will be like, hey, you gotta. But, like, when you come home, you can do whatever you want. So, like, like you know what I mean? Like, just little things like that. Like, Matt's very is stable where he needs to be. And I'm stable where I need to be. <laughs> I would love for Logan to get, like, a personality test or, like, go talk to a therapist. Because I don't think he's, like... You just got to meet Logan. I don't really know how to describe him anymore. Um, but he just does not get emotionally phased by things whatsoever. Like, like he, I think because I've had personally so many mental health problems in, in my life that having a partner who does not have any mental health problems. Who barely has emotion. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. That's how Matt kind of is. Matt's always in a permanent state of fine. Like that's our joke. He just goes through life fine. So, like, but it's 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 nice and it's also kind of shitty at the same time because I've had to explain to him multiple times like what it's like. Lacey, you understand what an anxiety attack feels like because you have a panic disorder. I'm living it, baby. (laughs) But when I when I told you, um. I, I've had like a health thing going on and I've had to yeah. go to the doctor's office a lot more frequently and going to the doctor's office is literally the only thing in the world that gives me a panic attack. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't, if you personally haven't experienced one yourself, there's no proper way to explain that I, to someone else that they can understand. Now. Mm-hmm. And I, I simultaneously appreciate that Logan does not go through the same things because I do not have the emotional energy to, to, to support someone else's mental health problems in a romantic relationship. Oh my God. But it's so at funny the same time, you finish and then I have a thing, a tangent, well, not even it's related, <laughs> but I, I was going to say, um, I appreciate that he doesn't have to go through this stuff because it's helpful for me in a, like a selfish way, mm-hmm. but also at the same time, like a selfish way because he hasn't gone through any of this stuff. He doesn't kind of understand it. And he's gotten mm-hmm. better. Like, he's exactly. not an asshole or, like, abusive. Yes. Or he's not, like, d- diminishing my concern. But like, if you truly have never gone through something and, like, they're, the person's not really good at empathizing in general, it, yeah. it makes it a little bit tricky. And it's something I've talked about in therapy quite a bit with my therapist. <laughs> what are you going to say about this? Oh, man. It's funny that we bring this up because I think... <laughs> 
have to laugh because of how ridiculous Matt is as a human being. Uh, the 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 world, the weight of the reality of our current world finally hit Matt yesterday. Matt was genuinely depressed all day oh. yesterday, and that I think I, and he, we even joked that he hadn't been upset in about a year. <laughs> because the last time I saw him have strong emotion beyond fine is right before we moved. He was he had like an anxiety attack because there was this like, oh my god, we're about to spend this much money. And what if it doesn't work out? Like that yeah. hit him for about a day and then he got over it. And yesterday he was genuinely very upset and very mopey and like didn't really want to do anything I say. And that's not normal for Matt. Like that's so in 10 years I've maybe seen him like that less than five times. And he made a comment, a lighthearted comment that is funny to us. So don't take this as like for people outside this relationship looking in as this being mean. But as a joke, he said to me, how do people live like this all the time? Oh, my God. Because <laughs> Matt truly is always in a state of fine. It actually ended up being a nice kind of a sweet moment because he said something to me like, you're really strong because I don't know how you could go through this all the time. And it made me cry. <laughs> But truly, like, Matt just is, he vibes through life. I know I keep saying that word, but it's the truth. He's so unbothered by everything all the time <laughs> to a point where it's like, I I can't even imagine what it would feel like to just wake up and be totally content. Like, he, even, like, long-term, I'm like, what do you want? Like, I'm, like we, when we did a Q&A, people were like, what are our long-term goals? He, like, didn't understand the question. He was like, what do you mean? I'm like, what do you want to hope you achieve? He's like, I don't know. I'm fine. Like, <laughs> like god damn it. So maybe it's a good thing because I am in an existential crisis at all times. So. <laughs> oh, jeez. I would say, I don't know. Do you ever, uh, maybe I'm, I'll, I, mean, I don't want to project here because maybe you mm -hmm. don't feel this way at all. But I look at Logan's life and then I look at mine and I always wonder kind of like, why the fuck are you with me in a way? Because I am a, a very emotionally taxing person to have. I'm sure I am too. <laughs> but I mean, like I, I've had, I have like, I've, not so much anymore with like depression and anxiety, but I've had horrible depression where I've been suicidal. I've had anxiety where like, I don't want to leave the house. I've had, I've been diagnosed with BPD, which if anyone understands that, you can be kind of an asshole to be around sometimes when you're dealing with that. And I have a lot of like drama with my family and friends and other stuff like that. And Logan just deals with none of that in his life whatsoever. Like his parents are fine. His brothers are fine. His friends are fine. He doesn't have any sort of like mental health issue in his life. The worst thing he's had to deal with is he had kidney stones like two years ago and that was it. And I, I've always wondered like, why would you want to be with someone with all this stuff going on in their life? Like, it just seems so emotionally taxing to me. And I think that's, I can only look at it from my perspective. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I'm obviously glad that he's in my life and he's my husband and we're married, but I can just picture like, man, like if I was going to choose to be with someone, I think I would actively choose. Maybe that's why I chose him and like the way that like his family is so stable. Yeah. Like, maybe. It's just like the exact opposite of everything I've experienced in my life. I mean, Matt has a lot going on. Like, he just is fine. Like, I, I know I keep saying that, but I don't know how else to phrase it. Because he's had kind of a sad childhood. And, like, uh, and he has his, like, shit. Like, believe me, Matt has his shit that he'll refuse to ever go to therapy for. But I think as long as it's not completely impacting his ability to be a human, it's fine. 
but like he had his family's kind of insane and there's a lot of drama in Matt's life too but it's almost like we moved away from it and it's fine and he's like we're fine and everything's fine I can't, <laughs> I can't imagine a life like that but I'm working on it I did I have therapy I'm starting therapy on Tuesday so <laughs> I'm gonna work on having a life of perpetual fine as well but but I don't know yeah good good question like I don't know. I should ask Matt what he thinks about the fact that I've been so insane emotionally and why that is. But I also just think, like, Matt picked me because we have fun and we connect and we make each other laugh and there's an emotional connection. Like, I know yeah. why he picked me. There's no part of me that I mean, questions it. <laughs> I'm just talking about in yeah. a... I'm talking like in like the most strictest like u- utilitarian mm-hmm. point of view. I wouldn't date me. And it's not <laughs> I it's not that I'm like I don't think I'm worthy of love or like anything like that. I just think that I'm too much and I couldn't date someone. I'm a fucking Aries, okay? Like I don't believe in horoscopes. I think it's like woo-woo bullshit, but also at the same time I'm an Aries, so take that for what you will. Um <laughs> I couldn't date me. I couldn't marry me. And I I wonder kind of like I just feel like I'm very high maintenance. And I don't know if the reward is worth the, what's a good word to say risk, but not risk. You know what I'm trying to say? I would marry me. I think I'm a catch. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I think I'm fun and I'm individual and I can, I have a lot of, I'm smart and I'm hilarious and I cook. I'm a catch. I think I look more at like glass half empty kind of view of myself mm-hmm. sometimes. And I know Nisa just posted this on Twitter, like being kind to yourself and not saying mean things to yourself. Mm-hmm. And I want to reiterate, I don't think that I'm like not worthy of love or I d- like, I don't like deserve. Maybe the problem is you're not your type because that as could someone be it. who is really hella queer, I also tend to date girls that are very similar to me which I don't know what that says about me but I like kind of weird like fun smart social justice girls so I'm technically my type <laughs> so I don't know I just pictured you dating someone now who looks exactly like you in like every single way and I want to see that <laughs> kind of <laughs> Like alternate uh, timeline, Lacey and her girlfriend Macy. Oh my god! Someone make fan art of that. But anyway, <laughs> uh, so I guess we should a- answer the question now. Are you a traditional wife? I think in a way, yes. But I also, I don't know what this says. What this says about me? I tend to refer to Matt ever since we got engaged as either my husband or my partner, and I kind of feel like partner is the word that I lean on. Because that's very much how I view our relationship is that it's very much an equal partnership. So I feel like in a sense of like, do I do traditional roles? Like technically, yes. But do I also not view our relationship that way? Yes. So I don't know. I don't know. I'm 50-50 on it. Technically, I guess I am. But also I'm like a weird like queer non-christian so that that cuts the trad wife thing for me as well true i i don't think i 
I definitely couldn't wouldn't be considered a trad wife in the traditional sense. No, there's no universe where I would, even with the amount of domestic shit that I do. But even with the, uh, even taking the specific definition of like conservative Christian trad wife out of the mix, I don't think I'm really a traditional wife in general. I think, I don't know if I haven't like maybe described it or talked about it enough throughout this whole podcast, but I definitely feel that my relationship with Logan is very unique. And I know saying very unique isn't a thing because you can't be very one of a kind, but fuck you. Very one of a kind, very unique. Fuck Semantics. That. I know. But without like getting into the minutia and like, like talking about every single detail of my relationship with him, I don't feel like it's traditional at all. <laughs> and that doesn't bother me, obviously. I mean, like I do and I don't because I'm trying to think about it. It's like, is it traditional? Like my, I guess in a way, yes, because the both of us go to work, come home, do our thing, and like that's it. But like, I don't know. But I also, it feels more than that to me. I don't know. I think the only traditional aspect is probably the one where he has the better job and he makes the most amount of money in the relationship. Mm -hmm. I would say that's the most traditional thing. But when it comes to kind of like every single other facet i think we're just more egalitarian when mm -hmm. it comes to everything else yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> so that, that, but that do about... you think oh logan's a traditional husband because i would argue that i really feel like matt's a traditional husband he very much is like hardworking i'll take care of it like if there was a world where i could not work and stay home and just do my creative projects with my life and matt could make that happen he probably would and not question it like he very much feels like he has to support himself and me and his family and but that's very much tied up into his identity so in a weird way i do think that matt's a traditional husband not like to a gross toxic masculinity no, he's, sense, he's not bond like, draper from mad max yeah exactly <laughs> I don't know. That's I've ne I haven't really put too much thought into mm -hmm. whether or not Logan is. I would say he's probably more of a traditional husband than I am a traditional wife. Mm -hmm. And I'll just I I think also because like the way that he grew up, it kind of makes sense that he mm -hmm. would take on that role in a way. And because of the way that I grew up, it probably makes sense the way like I turned out. <laughs> I don't know. I'm gonna have to ask him after this. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna have to ask him what he thinks because mm -hmm. this will be fascinating. Interesting. <laughs> Does anyone in the chat right now? Do you have any thoughts, feelings, comments, suggestions, queries, quandaries about the topic of traditional wives, traditional partners, traditional husbands? Well, what does a traditional marriage look like now in 2020? Because we're basing this off a model that's not even relevant anymore. I know. We're basing this off like yeah. a 1950s model. Yeah. I would say when I think of like, if, if you had to be like, look at this just from like statistics. um, I think like a household, like if you're looking at like a, like a partnered household, regardless if it's like gay, straight, whatever. Mm -hmm. I think it's usually two people because I definitely don't think that polyamory has saturated enough in the US where mm -hmm. we, like it's really like thruples and like multiple yeah so i would still say it's like two people who mm -hmm. are either like a binary 
who are either some like sort um, of two, some sort of yeah, couple of where people. it's like they're either married or they're like long term partnership, um, common law marriage situation. Um, I think it's still one point two five kids because I don't think I feel I feel like most people I know who are coupled have at least one kid, mm-hmm. and they both work, and then that's kind of it when I think of like statistics wise. Do you have anything else that you think about for that? Trying to think of all of the couples that I know in my life, and it's pretty much what you just described. It's pretty much just two people and however many children they have, and both parties typically work, whether they're gay, straight, whatever. It is what it is. Like that's really like thinking of all of the couples I know in my life. If you had to think about it in a like fifty years from now, what do you think relationships are going to look like? Do you think there's going to be more people going and not having kids? Do you think there's going to be more people who are in poly relationships? Like, what do you, what do you, what do you see as the future? I actually feel like less kids is going to be the future because I, and we've talked about this before, like um, when Biohazard's Beauty was on. I think more so now than ever, people are looking at what it, what our role as adults should be and whether or not that should entail raising kids or not, what that ethically means for our society, what that ethically means for us. I think more and more people are questioning whether or not children are right for them and looking at like ways that they should be having a family. And like, so I actually think that I think the, I think more often than not people will choose to have kids, but I think it'll become more and more commonplace for people to not do so if they don't want to, or for people to foster or adopt or whatever the hell in the coming years. I hope that it, because I very much live in my own bubble where I don't think twice at same gender couples, but I know that that's not the norm for everywhere. I think that'll get better as time goes on. I really do. And like gender non-conforming couples and things like that. I do. I know a lot of polyamorous people. So again, Maybe I'm just living in my own world, but maybe that'll start to get more commonplace. But I actually am iffy about that one. Who knows? But I don't know. I think we're definitely going to see, I agree with you on the less kids Mm -hmm. aspect in the future. And I know the reason you suggest you talked about was like uh, people being more mindful about like what would make them truly happy Mm -hmm. is having kids right for them and like their family Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. But just specifically from a monetary aspect, uh, the cost of raising a child Oh yeah, millennials and Gen Z are fucked. (laughs) Like the cost of having children is so high that a lot of people really can't afford to have Mm -hmm. like as many kids as previous generations. And I think a lot of people are even questioning like, is it even worth it all to even have one child just Mm because of the costs associated? And I I definitely think that the birth rate will continue to fall if Mm -hmm. there isn't like some economic prosperity. Oh yeah, in the future, like greater prosperity. Mm-hmm. Um, just surely just because of the cost mm-hmm. like my friend who just had a baby um, they can't afford to have their baby on their health insurance the baby has to be on like the government version of mm-hmm. like health insurance it's got like a specific name it's through the state and when they were talking about this I'm like that is crazy that you both make pretty good money like you own a home and you can't afford to have your own child on your insurance. And it wasn't like a failure on their part. It's simply just the cost associated mm-hmm. with having a child. And yeah. When Matt worked at Target, he had a coworker who's in her nine to five life. She had like a really great job, but worked another job at Target in the back room so that she could afford her children on her health insurance. Yeah. So I, America. I definitely think if that doesn't get fixed, then 
we're not going to see as many kids in the future. No. Just, just based uh, off of that alone. We're, we're going to keep seeing articles that are like, millennials killed housing, millennials killed this, and the other thing, millennials aren't having kids. And then until people realize the common the common denominator of all of those things being because we can't afford to do anything. <laughs> so, and I, I feel like Matt and I have pretty decent jobs and together we have a more than adequate median household income and like blah, blah, blah. But I still feel like we can't afford shit. So, <laughs> so uh, whatever. <laughs> oh man. I guess that kind of, that kind of wraps up the thoughts on traditional wives. Everyone in the chat seemed to be didn't really have too much to add. People saying that uh, Jasmine says marriage is so much more than a legal aspect. I agree with that. Mm -hmm. People talking about being afraid to loan so they are in toxic relationships. Just th yeah. th that's something to talk about in the future maybe. like um, no, Maybe not. I feel like we talked about it mm -hmm. enough, but the idea of you don't want to be alone, so you're willing to be in toxic relationships with people. Oh, man, the amount of that that I see in my life. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that might be, like, my number one actual pet peeve is, like, people, typically women, not knowing their worth in relationships and therefore allowing their partners to just be garbage humans and continuing to make excuses for it and continuing to rationalize why it's okay and normalize it. Oh, but also a world where toxic masculinity encourages qualities that allow partners to be toxic people, blah, 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 things I always talk about. <laughs> yeah. Is it better to be alone or to be with someone who you like is bad for you? It's always better to be alone than to be with someone who's bad for you. Yeah, I because would say that people wouldn't agree with that because we're so social. That The long-term effects of being with someone... Who is not good for oh, you. I agree. But I think that oh, in general man. people would just say that. Because yeah. we're social. We're hardwired to, hard to be with people. Yep. And I think. That would be challenged. If as a culture. We put as much value on friendships and families. So mm. that people had other outlets. For human. Partnership beyond just romantic partnership. But. <laughs> That's a different podcast. Well, thank you so much to everyone for watching this. Um, if you're a patron, you're watching us right now or later. Um, and then <laughs> if you're not a patron, this is uh, going to be going public later. Uh, hopefully we'll have this up and running on other platforms too. So you might be listening to this on like a podcast. If you're here, you'll figure it out. You know how to work a Google machine. You use technology. <laughs> uh. Other than that, um, we can... We'll, we'll end it here. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Okay, now here's a...